So we are still on the topic of the, the wheel of life, the 12 links of dependent origination. And now we've gone from the outer rim, talking about the 12 links. Now we are talking about the inner rings, the inner spheres. Okay. Uh, we went straight into, we explained the very center, right? The very center of the wheel of life. In there, you see uh, three animals represent, uh, represented in there. And, and, and depending on the artist, you may see different animals and you may see them uh, posing <laughs> in different, different forms. Uh, this one is supposed, this picture, this rendition is supposed to be the, uh, the proper rendition. And you notice where he's getting it from? The top of the door. <laughs> it, that's where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be at the door at the entrance of a, of a temple. Yeah, you can just put it anywhere you want. Yeah. <laughs>
I should have bought my uh, laser pointer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stand You just stand there and then it will be the okay pointer. put it on the floor? Mm. Uh, Cushions, yeah. This will be the, the wall for it? Uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't quite make it. doesn't quite make it. Okay. Is the is it okay? Somewhat. <laughs> okay. So the twelve links of dependent origination, that's what these twelve uh, pictures represent. Right? The, 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 these twelve uh, so it starts with ignorance. Where's ignorance? Yeah, that <laughs> that one over there. That's ignorance. The old man walking. The blind man, blind man, the blind old man, that's ignorance. Okay. And it goes from this way, uh, counterclockwise, clockwise, <laughs> clockwise. Whenever I make any references to left or right, counterclockwise, clock, uh, don't, don't take it, <laughs> okay, <Just watch laughs> because... <the> <laughs> I might say, go to your right and then point this way. Okay. <laughs> it takes me a while for me to do I have to do something in my head first before I actually say it. Sometimes I don't do it and then I say it and end up being wrong. Okay. So, clockwise. <laughs> so, going clockwise. So, from, the, from that one, the left. <laughs> the left going this way. <laughs> All right. And the very last one, that's supposed to be aging and, and, and death. And the, uh, now this, the, uh, the outside, the pictures showing uh, aging and death, uh, not necessarily, because this is supposed to be coming from the time of the Buddha, right? The Buddha actually uh, uh, taught this picture. Not only did he, he, taught the, he, he taught the 12 links of dependent origination many times, but the actual picture of the wheel of life was also taught by the Buddha. So it was, uh, a, a, it was commissioned, actually, by the Buddha. Remember I told you the story? The two kings were always trying to... Uh, what's, the, what's that term? Up? Up? One up. One up. <laughs> trying to one up the other by, with gifts. And, and it came to a time when they said, oh, I don't know what to give now, dude. All this... Uh, I, I cannot think of a gift to, to give now. And the Buddha decided to come in because they were, they were both ripe now to uh, receive this teaching. And then the Buddha commissioned the twelve links of the Vedanation for one king to give to the other. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, the outside, the pictures depicting, depicted outside, you can, especially the last one, the, tw the 12 links of aging and dying, the symbols you see there are not necessarily symbols that you might recognize even in India as representing aging and dying. And especially in the West, if, if there was a cemetery there, maybe with a tomb, they would say, oh, aging and death, or an old uh, uh, nursery home or something like that, <laughs> then you would say aging and death. But here you see a, somebody carrying a bundle on his back and a vulture. What's that got to do with aging and, and death? The vulture is aging or...? <laughs> the vulture is still going 
the long run death. Uh, that I guess that might be a, we might associate that with death. But what about the person carrying a bundle on his back? Yeah, <laughs> and that's how that, that's a Tibetan funeral. Those two things. Carrying a boulder, you said. No, uh, that's the body. Oh, carrying a body. Yeah. Oh, they do that. That's the body. That's the body. That's the body of a dead person being carried. So, and the, and they feed the body to the vultures. On top of a mountain. On top of a mountain. Yeah. So that's a Tibetan funeral. So that's what these images are uh, depicting. Okay. So. We've done the 12 links of dependent origination, and each, so when you see like the apple, or this one you have someone picking apples, and this one you have someone eating apples. So, something about a fruit, <laughs> okay? So the Buddha says something about a fruit, so the artists of different places decided to render it in their own way. So this one is there's a, someone collecting apples, another one, you have somebody lying by a, tr by, a, by a fruit tree and eating, uh, eating the fruits. Uh, this one is a, it's a tavern, <laughs> so, and people are drinking. And this one, I don't know, unless you know specifically that's a tea, that could be a tea kettle, or it could be a wine kettle, I'm not sure, I'm not too familiar. To me it looks like a tea kettle, but it's supposed to be drinking. Oh, uh, the drinking represents uh, uh, craving. I mean, it's desire and craving. Is the mm -hmm. Craving and desire, they mean the same? Well, we are sort of, I mean, in there, yeah. you have craving. No, you have grasping and craving. Yeah, yeah. craving and grasping. Yeah. So, so desire. Okay, desire. Okay. Uh, and somebody with an arrow in his eye somewhere? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That would be what, grasping? That's feeling. Feel that, will you? <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's a potter somewhere making something. Yeah, there's a powder over there. That's supposed to be uh, immature karma, okay, or composition of factors, and someone giving birth, which is birth. <laughs> okay, so the, the tw these twelve uh, uh, pictures on, on the outside, very outside, that's supposed to be the twelve links of dependent origination, and the twelve links of dependent origination. Uh, what do they do? They they create the what's inside the the the, some, uh, the world where beings find themselves, and so we have the three planes of existence, right? Three planes: the desire plane, form plane, and formless plane. Okay. Uh, most of this is the is the desire plane. The desire plane is, is further divided into six realms. Right? Six realms, six types of beings. From lowest, it's usually uh, hierarchical from low to high. And low means that uh, the, the, the suffering is intense. And high means uh, uh, the pleasure is more intense than the, than the suffering. 
the lowest where the suffering is more, most intense, that's what they call, that's what they refer to as the hell realm. And above that, we, we mentioned that depending on the school, some, some say right directly above that is the hungry ghost, some say it's the animal, so, and some say even the, uh, the demigods, depending, uh, depending on who's, who's, who's giving the, uh, the exp- and depending on what they're focusing on about that realm. So they might place it right above the hell realm. But in the Abhidharma, in, in the Lam Rim teachings, uh, right above that is the hungry ghost. And above the hungry ghost, uh, you find the animal realm. Okay. So those are the call of three, uh, Neng and Len, the three bad places, or the three, sometimes they call the three evil places, or the, the three uh, uh, bad mig- transmigrations. Okay. Neng and Len? Taking up a... Uh, Nengen, Nengen, is uh, something else. Yeah, Nengen. 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 That's strange. Just left my head. Nengen, Nengen, just Nengen. Nengen, Len, yeah, Nengen, Len. Len means to take up. Ne is 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 a place. Ngen is, is a bad. Okay. Okay. So, now, um, all, and then above that are the three, within, within the desire realm, above that are the, are the three higher realms. So you have three higher, three higher realms and three lower, lower realms. And uh, the three higher realms begins with the human realm, as, as far as the Lamuri is concerned. And above that is what we call the demigods, the titans, the, uh, the Sanskrit is Asura. And above that you have uh, the, the, this is the word that confuses us because we use it so, in so many different ways. But think of mythology, okay? So that's the god, the god realm, the god's realm, okay? And each of these is further divided into uh, sub subplanes and the and the the subdivisions again is so you have the whole, the whole uh, plane of the desire separated into uh, into degrees of suffering and and degrees of, of happiness right and so you split it into two those who are of intense suffering and those of lesser suffering and more intense uh, pleasure right and each of the of these subdivisions are further divided almost the same way. So you have beings who are born there who experience more suffering than others in that realm and those who, who experience uh, more pleasure than others. Okay. Uh, the uh, hell realm is divided mainly into two. So like two, two like two uh, two climates. <laughs> uh, one is called the hot hell and one called the cold hell. Okay. That's, that's the main division of, 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 the, of the hell realm. Okay. Uh, I guess I can, you can just briefly mention that they're uh, mainly divided 
in each into eight, eight levels. So you have eight levels of hot hells, eight levels of cold hells. There are other kinds of hells, but we're not going to go into that. Maybe not now. That's too much hell for now. <laughs> yes. Um, in, in reading about the uh, different uh, hells, whether it be the high hells or the cold hells, mm. and, and the time that they, uh, that, that's associated with those hells, in other words, for you as an individual, if, if you go to one of those hells, that it's eons and eons until you maybe okay. burn off the karma and move to a different A different birth. Yeah. My question is, um, could these hell realms actually be located in another planet, for example, or another? Like, you could, like we could take a, a space other, shuttle. We always, we always, well, no, I'm thinking uh, from a time standpoint, mm. you know, where if you're in the galaxies, it's like everything's in millions and millions of years mm. versus here on Earth, everything seems to go a lot slower. Mm. And, and so... The question is, I mean, like, could, could the hell realms, I'm, I'm thinking other other planets, for example, where uh, there, there are heat, you know, there's heat that is, like, just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, lava underneath the earth would be, like, like ice compared to mm -hmm. these, these uh, areas. I mean, has there been any discussion about that, or am I just, like, misreading it? Oh, you mean? Are you, are you asking the actual hell? Actual hell realm? Is it a planet? Instead of below the Earth, maybe being somewhere somewhere outside of the Earth. Yes. Uh, no, these are all within the Earth. They all. Yeah. 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 Every every world system that now we have a another word for come. <laughs> what you might call a world system. So we, this is a world system. And within this world system, there are these various stratas of, of, of different kinds of beings, different kinds of... Just like you have the North Pole, which is very cold, and you have uh, Equator, which is very hot, on the same planet. Right. I have, I have a, uh, there's a co-worker of mine uh, who just came from Mauritania. That's where he was born. He said Mauritania is sort of divided into two places closer to the beach where most people live and then the desert and he said he never visited the desert and then one day he decided to go there that's where most of the mining uh, is happening and then he went to visit there and he couldn't stay there for more than a day because it was too hot okay. after a day he, he said he couldn't take it anymore so there are places on this planet where people experience extreme heat it wasn't just you know, uh, like he went to visit a volcano or something he went to visit a place where the people actually work and he couldn't take the heat. And there are places on the same planet that we, are, we, we live right now where it's so cold that some, some people wouldn't be able to take the cold, but there are people actually living there. So you can imagine, there are, and now these are places that we can see and feel and we can see the vast differences uh, already. So, that, so what this is saying, that there are, even, that there, are different, there are even vaster differences existing right here in this world. Uh, they're not physical in 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 our term, but but they have forms. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like they're not like uh, just in living in, in just feeling or 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 minds, even though they are beings like that. Okay. 
but that's in our world system. And some, and uh, not all world systems necessarily have all these stratas of beings. Okay, some world system have probably the, maybe the planet has only hells there. There might be a planet where there are only angels there, and and but most likely there are the world systems that has all all of them in it. Okay, that's why you couldn't say specifically one is another one planet, one is another planet. You have to think of it more like a world system, and within that system, there are uh, inter intertwining, inter mm-hmm. inter interconnecting worlds, so to speak. Okay. So, so for for our purposes, it would be on Earth. Yeah. Okay. And I bought a little something to make it <laughs> not so uh, appetizing. Okay. Oh, I thought this number was another kind of number. But there are actual texts that talks about what's the distance. And the distance is the distance taking uh, Bodh Gaya as the center, as the reference point. What's the distance from Bodh Gaya? Bodh Gaya is in, uh, what was that, Faranasi? Bihar. In India. So taking that as the as the in Buddhism that's the that's the center. Whenever they talk about the distance from, they talk about they, they referring to to that as the as the reference point. So you there are texts that talks about so many miles under Bodh Gaya, there is this realm. So many miles above Bodh Gaya, there is that realm. And not every Buddhist necessarily take that to be literal, but it's 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 given. Okay. So you have. The hell realms divided in, uh, generally into eight, eight hell, eight hot, eight cold, and and you have the lowest being most intense. Okay, uh, I think they give a, a year in here. Mm-hmm. Since we're mm-hmm. no, actually, <laughs> this one makes it. Makes it worse. <laughs> in in the in 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 the Lamrim teaching, uh, it's given how long is the average lifespan of 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 a of a being in those in the, in the and they, they give the different lifespans in the different realms. So the average lifespan for a human is like a hundred, right? Average, and that's like the middle. And when you go up, uh, up, uh, beyond the uh, the human realm, so the lifespan sort of gets uh, more fixed and and even greater, or, or even much much smaller. Like within the animal realm, you have different lifespans, right? There are animals that are within there are beings within the li- animal realm who live for 24 hours, like so what you call them, uh, some kind of flies, right? 24 hours, and you have those that last like like. Uh, Turtle like that. I mean, like hundred years, right? For turtles, yeah. And also, according to the uh, the Lam Rim, according to the Dhabidama, uh, the the human realm is also divided into what are called the four continents. And when you're doing the, the 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 mandala offering, the four continents, each of these continents is supposed to be a world of humans. And 
and it's still, still unclear what they're talking about. Sometimes they talk about it as if they're talking about continents, actual continents that we can actually visit. And sometimes they seem to be talking about some sort of uh, ethereal or what was, what's that? Very scientific, very, very science fiction kind of term. Um, Nebulous? <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not that one. I mean, that's a bit scientific, but more science fiction like uh, dimension? Dimension? Oh. Dimension. <laughs> like they, they, they're talking about different dimensions within here that different kinds of humans live. Okay? So each of so each of these continents may be a different dimension of yeah of human of humans. I'm saying this is, might be one interpretation, mm-hmm. and one way they talk about it, they talk about it as if they're talking about you can actually you know take a plane and, and, and go there. But there's like there's one where the lifespan is fixed for 500 years. I mean, do you know of anywhere? <laughs> I want to go there and eat what they're eating. <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's, there's this continent where humans it's the, word, the word continent is used Okay, there's this continent where humans there who are born there they live a fixed number of, year, of years and it's 500 okay, no matter who you are no matter what your, your, your lifespan is fixed for 500 years in, and we are, we, we are supposedly living in the southern continent okay now, taking Bodh Gaya as the, the, the center, I have no idea where the southern continent is, okay? Because it's supposedly our world is the southern continent. The humans here, the humans wherever you go, whether it's in, from the, uh, Antarctic to the South Pole to the far east, to the far west, all this is the southern continent. But still, they talk up, you hear stories of merchants venturing into the northern continent. I just want to make sure I understand that. So the four continents possibly mean four different dimensions of humans. So the other three are sort of cohabiting with this planet with us, we just can't see them. Yeah. And so those that would go to the northern continent were going someplace like the shaman or something, where they just kind of go into another yeah, it would be more like it would be more like that, like a shaman going into it. But they describe it sometimes like any old ordinary person just taking a trip. Oh, let me go to the northern continent, and and, and that person goes to like uh, usually merchants <laughs> are the ones who go to who, who travel to those places. Okay. Yeah, you you would think that it would be like a spiritual experience because so far yeah yeah something like that but uh, other than that a, a, a literal interpretation would just make would just make no sense mm-hmm. because uh, I don't think because of the, the the level of communication that we have with each other now on, on, on the planet I don't think there's a country that we haven't yet discovered I'm, I'm, this possibility Okay, there's a country somewhere, a tiny island in the Pacific or somewhere that we haven't quite n- noticed, noticed yet. Because I remember there was a, in the, was it in the Amazon? There was supposed to be a group of people who've been living there away from the rest of us for, for thousands of years. But the thing is, we found them. <laughs> okay. So then it turned out to be like a, a hoax, right? 
Oh, not that one, not the hoax one. There's, uh, so you could say uh, there's a group of people who've been living specifically trying to hide. Because when they saw the Spaniards come in, they went inside and they hid themselves. And they, and they specifically had a scout looking out to see if anyone uh, approaches him so they can keep hiding. But eventually they were found. Okay. And people went there. And they had a beautiful, incredible uh, society. Uh, almost like a Tibetan Buddhism mixed with uh, shamanism kind of society where they, they, they look for tulkus, what we might call tulkus, you know, reincarnations. And then they say, oh, this person needs to have a special training. And they would take that person away from their family and give that, that child a special training to become like a, a, a keeper for, for, uh, of the society, like a, or a healer of the society. So it sounds like a mixture, right? No. <laughs> we, we don't leave people alone. They probably have a Coca Cola. They probably drink Coca Cola now and then they have a big McDonald's somewhere close by. <laughs> As far as these continents that they're referring to here, the, uh, there's supposed to be four kinds of human beings. We are one kind, and there's supposed to be the other three kinds. And one of them that they talk about a lot is the northern continent, where uh, the humans there have a fixed lifespan of 500 years. Yeah. And you can, you can sort of think maybe the Indian used to think of the Tibetans as being the northern continent, and they somehow they used to think of them as having very long lives. Maybe. You can think of it that way, but there's no way to be uh, absolutely sure about that. Uh, so, uh, and, and also the, the hungry ghost realm, we have to think also divided into various levels. Uh, the animal realm, you know, those who fly, those who walk on the ground, those who crawl under the earth, those who swim in the ocean. Uh, the human realm we talked about. And when we get to the, the God realms, the God realms is divided into those uh, first within the desire realm. You have the demigods and you have the gods. Just think of just words for, to describe different kinds of beings. Okay? The demigods, they are called demigods or half-god because they have some of the attributes of the gods, but they don't have all the enjoyments of the gods. And they're able to, they, they see each other, just like human beings see animals, and animals see humans, so the gods and the demigods always see each other. They're always in each other's face. <laughs> okay. And then some, and a lot of times, they go into war with each other. Yeah. And of course, most of the time, although the gods and the demigods are always warring with each other, the, the demigods always lose. <laughs> Because they're demigods, they have gods. Now, do they die when they work? Some, some, some die, and and some just get uh, wounds that uh, that inflict a lot of pain. That's that's how they, they experience pain in those realms. Mm-hmm. I think I missed it. So within the demigod realm, they they war, not the demigods and the other gods. No, the demigods and the gods. Oh, they do. Yeah. But that's within the desire realm. Within the desire realm, you have w- the, so you can say the desire realm has gods also. 
Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've, I've gone back on my word. I'm Desire, Desire plane. plane. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know what they wore over? Stuff. <laughs> Things? Things. Oil. <laughs> 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 Actually, uh, they, they say that there's a... Let's not go pure into pure... Uh, complete generalization. It's like saying... Uh, oh, there's this planet c- called Earth. They have these, they have uh, two kinds of beings. There's those that uh, uh, featherless and walk on two legs, <laughs> and you have other kinds that that walk on four legs or and something and, and they fly sometimes. But the ones that are featherless and walk on two legs, they're always worrying about oil. They're always fighting about. Oil. They're always fighting about oil. Or you can you can generalize it like that. It's not that it's not entirely false, but it's not completely ex- explaining uh, all human beings. Okay. So the desire, the within the desire realm, you have the demigods and the gods. The demigods always fighting with the with the gods, and and the demigods always lose. Okay. And what is it that they're fighting about? Here's the very very generalization. There's a tree. <laughs> 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 there's a tree that starts in the demigod realm but the fruits end up in the god realm yeah <laughs> so this makes the demigods very jealous okay. and the demigods are always plotting how to get the fruit <laughs> What is the tree called? The, f- the fruit tree. <laughs> 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 it must be the apple tree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I'm sure there's a name for it. I don't, think, I don't, I don't remember catching that name. Is it that it, it starts in the bottom and goes to five that they can't get to it? They can't get to it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But it's not all the gods in the desire realm. Um, that always in, involved in, in this uh, conflict with the, with the demigods. Only a type of gods, some type of gods, always in, end up in conflict with the demigods. There are other gods in the desire realm, among the desire realm gods, that do not involve themselves with any kind of conflict whatsoever. Actually, there's a, there's a god realm called no conflict. No conflict. No conflict. Not, not even the thought of... of uh, having fight comes comes into their mind. Is there a tree there that goes through the line? What? Yeah. That is a tree in the picture. And, uh, about ten oh, you mean this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. There's the tree. <laughs> Here's the tree depicted. As you can see, it starts in the demigod realm, and then it goes up, but the fruit is in the. The gods are enjoying it. And there's a there's somebody trying to cut that tree. <laughs> somebody trying to cut that tree. And they're oh there they are, they're fighting. There's an army shooting arrows up over there and there's some army shooting arrows down. <laughs> Well, you can sort of understand that. 
It happens here all the time. Actually, it happens here all the time. That's more of a, more of a thing over, over here. Right? That's why it's, it's on my property. <laughs> oh yeah, they have a lot of virtue to be born there. They're so warm. I mean, you have to have a lot of virtue to be born a human being, and yet, look what we do. That doesn't mean a, a current virtue. Has to be yeah, virtue. definitely. Right. Yeah. So, so, so basically, when these demigods are warring with the gods, mm. they're creating bad virtue. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why a lot of them go back to the lower realms. Yeah. Now, not every single demigod is necessarily involved in war. Just like, just like, that's what I gave you, all those human beings on the planet, they're always fighting. It doesn't mean that every single human being is necessarily always fighting. There are probably some pacifist uh, groups in the demigod realm trying to, let's stop the fighting! <laughs> <laughs> now, now the, the tree, just like the symbols of everything mm. else, does is there an explanation of what it represents? Uh, like the pottery is immature karma. Does the mm. tree represent, you know, the tree of knowledge or? Uh, no. It 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 uh, it shows uh, something that they share in common, but one of them has it better than the other, and it creates it it's, uh, the general emotion. In the demigod realm is jealousy. Mm. Okay. They o- they always see something in, in in the in the god realm that they're jealous of. Okay. Why don't we have Why don't we have that? So it's just a representation of jealousy. Yeah, and there could actually be a tree. I don't know. <laughs> if you visit that planet uh, or that world, you see a humongous tree like 500 miles wide or something. <laughs> <laughs> So, so is, it, is it accurate to then say jealousy is the main weakness among the demigods? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Maybe that was the truth. I'm sorry. 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 i in the Garden of Eden was where the demigods were and then they went and they got in trouble by God. Well, I mean, that's one interpretation of that story. Well, it's just, is it? No, I'm not saying it is. That's what we're hearing right now. <laughs> Yeah, that, when, yeah. when they, when still be good together, practice, or is there a system that they're obsessed with? Uh, the demigods, uh, they said that most of them are obsessed with their jealousy with, uh, with the gods. So, 
their, their main concern is addressing that jealousy. And the way to address that jealousy is plotting, okay, how do I get, how do I get, how do I get there? So they were thinking of ways of storming the, the, God, the God realm, so to speak. So because generally that's what they're mostly concerned with, they're, they, they're not, they think that they see Nirvana, you could say. Oh, there it is, right there. It's what, they, it's what those people got. If we, get, if we can get there, then we'll, have, we'll, be, we'll be enjoying what they're enjoying. So for them, their practice, their, their, their practice to get themselves out of their suffering that they're feeling is to get what the gods have. Okay. So, so they, they, they don't think, they, they generally they cannot think beyond that. Okay. And the gods, because they have to constantly be watching their backs, <laughs> because there might be a demigod, you know, with a knife. <laughs> So, because they're concerned with that, no, for the most part, the gods are enjoying life. They're enjoying their lives. And once in a while, they have to get in. Oh, the demigods are at the, the gate again. They're trying to force in. Oh, you got to get their, their weapons and, and start fighting. Okay. But because the demigods are uh, powerful, more powerful than demi- uh, because the gods are more powerful than the demigods, so it, 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 they have the... the the danger of pride. They're overcome by pride. Every time they go into battle, they always win, and they're always having this vast enjoyment, you know, after the, the war is over, they have all these uh, wonderful things. And usually they say that, uh, oh, another thing, <laughs> another uh, might sound sexist. <laughs> I mean, where do, you, where do you not encounter such things? <laughs> uh, the, de- the women in the demigod realm are very beautiful. And the gods come to the god realm, take the women and take them up. <laughs> <laughs> so the women gods now. Maybe maybe that's the real reason they are jealous. So forget about the tree. Forget about the tree. the tree. Does that make the women gods now? Uh, no, they just. Uh, they're my gods. <laughs> they're my gods. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, as you can imagine, a yogi, all right, a yogi, uh, a, a human yogi, uh, going through his uh, uh, laboratory of, of, of his men- different mental consciousnesses, and then he encounters a realm through his consciousness, and then he's looking, and he's and he's doing a very general look, and then he has to, re- and he can only refer to it from his own experience, to experience it. Okay. Maybe he's, uh, they see that, oh, they're fighting over the women. Because that's the only, that's only thing that he can uh, relate with from, from his own experience. Maybe it's something different. But still, this is being given, a story being given from a human uh, point of view. Okay. So, uh, um, hmm. now when we get to the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the God realm, so we have God realm within the, desi- within the desire plane, and then we have the form plane and the formless plane. All the beings who live in those planes are called gods. Regardless of if it's desire, form, or formless. Yeah, they're all gods. They're all called gods. Okay. So you have formless plane gods, form plane gods, and desire plane gods. And then uh, 
the virtue, the power of virtue, the power, the intensity of the bliss, the uh, enjoyment, uh, it goes uh, from low to high again. So the enjoyment of those in the desire realm is less than the enjoyment of those in, in the in the in the form and the formless. Okay, and those in the form is less than those of the formless. So those in the formless realm enjoy the highest kind of enjoyment that in samsara that anyone can experience in samsara and the danger that is given for do not aspire as an ultimate uh, resting place for for any of those planes to be born into any of those planes is because first of all they're not permanent they last a very long time but eventually they wear out and also while you're in absorbed in those uh, heightened uh, uh, pleasures, you cannot think of anything else. You cannot practice. Uh, those planes of existence can be experienced by a human in meditation, in deep meditation. Okay. And, s- and in the same way that if you are born in the like uh, in in the higher plane of existence, where the in, the the bliss is intense, where you cannot really do anything else but just in, enjoy, experience the intensity of bliss. You cannot do anything with that bliss. In the same way, if you are a human being and you are practicing and you are able to actually get your mind to experience that state, when you are in that state, there isn't much you can do with it other than just enjoy it. Okay. But the purpose for getting yourself to be, experience that is to train the mind's uh, flexibility to be able to go where, where it wants. Okay. And the more powerful the, the mind is at going to those various planes that by, at will, the more powerful uh, the, uh, the uh, effect when the mind sees truth directly. The whole purpose of training yourself in, in those different kinds of meditations is that when you see truth, it has an impact, a very powerful impact on the mind. Okay. So right now with a mind that is uh, within a desire realm, a desire realm kind of mind, uh, if you were to see truth directly, with, it, it, first of all, it's impossible to see truth directly, but you can have a, an indirect uh, you can see truth indirectly, but because the mind is so mired with so many different, uh, so many low-grade stuff, so the impact may not be as powerful if you were to have it with a with a more uh, peace, uh, settled uh, mind. So that's the purpose for developing uh, those different kinds of absorptions, okay? so that when you see truth, it has a powerful impact on the mind and actually leads to a quicker release from samsara. So the more powerful the mind, when it makes that impact, the quicker the release will be out of samsara. In in Nepal, there's a a yogi that has been meditating for the last years. Talking about the boy Buddha? Yeah. Um, Are there... Well, is it, would he be considered like a Buddha, or would he be considered um, somebody who who's able to see truth indirectly? 
the one the only certain thing I can say about it is that I have no idea. <laughs> That's the only certain thing I can say. As to his status, Buddha or or hoax or or somebody who's actually absorbed in deep levels of consciousness or somebody who's actually seen truth directly, there's no way of making well, if he sees truth directly, then in essence he would be Buddha. No, not necessarily. No. No. To see, uh, when you see truth directly, then you become uh, uh, what is called uh, an Arya, okay. Papa, an Arya. Okay. And then that person now is is said definitely on 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 his way to to Nirvana. So now I want to talk about the, the different levels of the gods. Okay. And the reason for, for the different levels of the gods, uh, remember, I think I uh, didn't quite explain, when I would talk about karma, I didn't quite explain it uh, well enough. So there are three kinds of karma, remember. But usually, there, you could say there are two kinds of karma. You can classify karma as two kinds, or you can classify it as three kinds. When it's classified as two kinds, you have karma that is uh, what we call varying and unvarying. Varying in the sense of like, let's say you have a karma to be born as an animal. Okay. But, it, but it, it's not specific as to which kind of animal. That's the, unva- that's the varying kind. It varies. Okay. And the unvarying kind that uh, those who have the karma to be born as uh, a god in the form realm, in one of the levels of the form realm, it does. It, it, it will be specifically that. That that karma can be specifically that. Or you can say you have the karma to be born as a human, but there are so many different kinds of humans. It's just human. So you can be a human who's uh, well off, or a human who's not so well off, a human who's sick, or a human who's not who's healthy. Okay. So it's, it, the, the karma is necessarily. Uh, uh, it's, it's, Sometimes it's a shifting or unshifting. It, it, that comma, uh, you have a kind of comma that doesn't shift. You have a kind of comma that shifts. The kind of comma that doesn't shift is, is referred specifically for the higher realms. Okay. And sometimes, of course, you can experience an unshifting comma uh, uh, within the human realm. That is, it is so strong, so potent that it can only it will give out a specific kind of result. Within the human, within the human realm, or within the desire realm, okay. but mostly within the desire realm, the karma is shifting. That is, it, it varies. It, it doesn't necessarily give you. You cannot. It cannot be pinpoint exactly. Like say, generally, they're more general. Okay. Human, but what kind of human? Uh, animal, but what kind of animal? Okay. So, and that's the two kinds of. of but you get two two ways of this, of uh, categorizing karma. The three ways of categorizing karma is virtue, non-virtue, and and again they, they add in unvarying. Okay. So the virtue and non-virtue that we're referring to in this division is when they're talking about the kind of karma that ripens within the desire realm. Okay. Non-virtue gives you the lower realms mainly, and virtue gives you the higher realms mainly. 
but you can have like mixed what you call matrimony called mixed karma. It's a good, it's a, it's a ripening of a virtuous karma to be born as a god, right? But it's a, it's a ripening of a, of a unvirtuous karma if that god happens to, you know, get slain in the battle, okay? What was the third one? Virtue, virtue. virtue non-virtue, and unvarying. Yeah, it doesn't vary. Okay, so in the I mentioned uh, a few of the realm, a few of the realms within the God realm, within the desire plane. <laughs> desire plane. And then we're talking about just this part, the the God God realm. Yeah. And let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. So it sort of like represents the different levels of different kinds of gods in there. In there, that's where you have uh, I mentioned Indra. Indra is a god or the leader or the king of one realm or one type of gods called the heaven of the 33. And I also mentioned there's also a, t- a type of, a, a different kind of gods born with what is called the uh, realm of the four kings. And what is that called? The king of that god? Yeah. No, th- that one doesn't have just one king. That one has four kings. <laughs> okay, so it's in- Indra and then the four kings? Yeah, Indra's realm is called the heaven of the 33. Chimsa, something like that. Heaven of the 33, the four king, realm of the four kings. Uh, there's one called uh, No Fighting. Yes, No Fighting. <laughs> is that the non-conflict? Yeah, conflict? yeah, Tabjel, uh, No Conflict. So, the beings there cannot even think of the word fight. Everyone is there born, it's a completely peaceful place. So you might say, oh, I'd like to be born there. <laughs> but because they cannot think of, because they cannot even conceive that there can be such a thing that exists as conflict, they don't make any effort to, they don't think that they're in the will of samsara. Okay. The Tabjal will, uh, and there are some others there. Okay. <laughs> now go to the, go to the form realm. The form realm. That's where you, you uh, when you meditate. The first real meditation, the first real meditation, occurs with a mind that is very similar to the natural minds of those of those in the God realm, in the desire realm. That's called the first real meditation. But it's not really. Uh, it's more like the door to real meditation, but for us, it's incredible. Okay. I'm sorry. So when you meditate, the first real meditation is what? It's uh, it's it's a mind. It's a state of mind very similar to what to what is a natural state of mind for those who are born in the God realm. Meditation, you get to have that powerful impact on your mind because you've, you've had that glimpse of uh, 
Oh, when, well, when I was talking about impact, I was talking about depending on the kind of state of mind that you're in, depending on, on its depth or, or, or how profound that state of mind is, when you see truth, the impact becomes more powerful. This is in the formula. No, we, we're still in the... <laughs> we're, we're coming out of the slowly out of desire. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. So, what is called a shine, shine, mental... What's that, what's that translation? Sing, no. Come abiding. Come abiding. You probably heard that term. Come abiding. Shamata. Shamata. Okay. That's, that state is experienced in the, in the God realm, within the desire realm. Okay. That's the natural, when the beings there, that's the natural state of their minds. They're always in Shamata. They're always in Shine. They behave, they act out of, uh, out of that. Yeah, I mean, how yeah, I many divisions they, are, they, they all experience that naturally. The the yeah. yeah. And you have now we are finally leaving the desire plane. <laughs> okay. We are leaving the desire plane. We are now in the form plane. Okay. And that is divided again according to states of mind, or we might say according to levels of meditation that you can actually achieve. This is probably where you hear the jhanas, jhanas. No? That's how Zen got its name. It's from uh, that word, jhana. Ooh, depends on who you're asking. <laughs> this one spells it J-N-A-N-A. Uh, mostly it's D-Y-A-N-A. Sometimes you put throw an H in there. <laughs> okay, so that, that just means abs- abs- uh, like a absorption, meditative absorption. Yeah, yeah, Chen, especially Chen, because Zen came from Chen. Chen came from Jan. <laughs> the Korean word. Oh, oh, also, what is it called? I think it's. Song? Song, song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very similar to Zen and Chan. Yeah. So, so all those are coming from the word Dhyana. All right. So, you're meditating and you reach a very beautiful single-pointed state of meditation and that's it's called Shamata, it's called Shine. Mm-hmm. And with that state of mind, you can see the gods. If you want to you care to. <laughs> okay. Okay. And that's called the door to real meditation. That's state of mind. But for us, we don't call it the door. We call it, it, that is meditation. <laughs> because it takes, a lot of pre- it takes a lot of work to get to, to, the, to that door. Okay. When you get to that door, you want to stay there for a while. It feels so good. <laughs> okay. It's a big door too. <laughs> With gold trimming. <laughs> does, does it have the, the wheel of life above it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I unfortunately no. <laughs> okay. Now we leave we leave the, the desire plane. We are in the, the form we're now in the form plane. Okay. And the form plane is divided uh, uh, into four 
four uh, major subdivisions. And these four major subdivisions correspond to four different kinds of meditative absorptions, four dhyanas. Okay. And they're called? Dhyana 1, Dhyana 2, Dhyana 3. Guess what the last one is? <laughs> Come on, you can guess. <laughs> okay. And each one is uh, the level of single-pointedness, the level of the purity, stability of the mind, and also the level of joy or bliss is uh, uh, separates one from the other. A, a greater degree, and the, the higher one, the, the, the one with number four, the degree that those those are more intense, more intense single-pointedness, more intense bliss, more intense. Uh, what was the third category I said? Like calm, yeah, like uh, peaceful or something. Yeah. Okay. And there are beings who actually dwell naturally. For them, that's the natural state of mind. Those beings are the the gods of the form realm. And and the names here are very beautiful. Like uh, splendid, (laughs) very splendid. (laughs) You can't believe how splendid. the lowest one, the first, the first one is 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 the realm of Brahma. You've heard that word before many times, okay. Brahma. But for some reason, I'm not sure. Uh, it's probably because of that time of the Buddha, Vishnu wasn't uh, the word Vishnu wasn't used for that god, or some other word was used. I'm not quite sure because uh, I don't see Vishnu. You don't, you don't. And when you read a lot of the Buddhist texts, you don't see the word Vishnu. But you hear Indra, you hear Brahma, but not Vishnu. Maybe Vish, the word Vishnu came later after the Buddha. So the the first level is the level of Brahma, and you have different kinds of Brahmas. Okay, and that's how that realm is further, is subdivided into the what kind of Brahma are you? There's the one who is the king of the the rule of all the Brahmas. That's the Maha Brahma, the great Brahma. And there are those who uh, who are like the the council the council the council of Brahma. They sit in the council with Brahma. That's another kind. And there are those who serve the Brahmas. Okay. And those who serve the Brahmas don't think of them as you know uh, in intention. Right. Serfs. Don't think of them as serfs. The way we consider them. Don't think of them. Don't think of them as. Uh, uh, that they're jealous of the other ones. Why don't we have the position where we have to serve all the time? This one I was asking for tea. <laughs> oh, yeah, they get very pleasure. They get a lot of pleasure. Yeah. So you'd have like the sea of all the. and then varying the levels. Yeah. So, and, and then again, it, and so you could say the greater, the great Brahma naturally has a state of mind that is more intense in those qualities that I mentioned than the other Brahmins. That's what makes them the, great, the king of Brahma. And the other ones to a lesser degree and but still higher than the other ones. So it's the natural state of mind that they're born with. And how are you born into those, into those, uh, into those, into the realm? 
So that's where the varying and unvarying karma lesson comes in, into play. You cannot just do a virtue and then end up there. You have to do some specific virtue to be born to one of those specific places. Oh, uh, how do you uh, how do you get promoted? Because <laughs> once you're born there, are you stuck in whatever position? Most likely, you're stuck in that position. Uh-huh. But again, this is a general. There are there, there are those who would actually uh, uh, by serving Brahma, they end up being Brahma. Okay, uh, so we are now in, we left the hell realms, so we're now in the happier realms. Okay, so it's a good place to leave for now. <laughs> okay. It's a little cooler. Yeah. Talking about the desire within the desire. Oh yeah, there, there are others. Um, okay. well, which one that we mentioned? I, um, I got confused because I thought you were talking about the the um, the shine, you know, where you have that comma biting and mm-hmm. part of the desire thing, but you weren't. That's in the form. No, the, the shine isn't within the desire. Oh, it is. Yeah, the shine is the natural state of mind of the what the gods. No matter which realm you're in. Within the desire, no matter which one, yeah. Okay, so then... Above that, the form realm, it's no longer called Shine, it's called Jhana. Oh, okay. okay. Alright. Um, one word, do, do, um, can we read about the other... There's six total, right, in the desire plane? Yeah, we, yeah, we'll... we'll uh, Heaven of the Thirty Prisons Yeah, there are others, yeah. I bought this so I can give an example of uh, the lifespans. I talk about it a little bit, so we'll, we'll get into that next time. So uh, you, you can just imagine that the li- lifespan uh, is incredibly long. You can have virtuous. You can have a a virtue that gives rise to that ripens into a birth where your lifespan is incredibly long, where you're having enjoyments for that for the length of that of that incredible long long life. Or you can do a non-virtue, and you end up with a, a in a place of suffering, and the lifespan is incredibly long, and you're and you're enduring that pain for that for that duration of, the, of that life. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Yeah, you, you, after working this hard, so hard on ca- ga- uh, collecting all this virtue, it may end up you spend it mm-hmm. in one of those, in those, in one of those uh, uh, God realms. And is that why The the, uh, the purpose of dedication is so that it's sort of like you you are uh, what you call that There's an economic term for it I think. Uh, not only that, but more like uh, earmarking. <laughs> you are earmarking your virtue so that that virtue will ripen specifically to help you get out of samsara. It doesn't become just a pleasure in samsara. I mean, you can still be in the God realms and still be working to get out of samsara. doesn't mean that it, every single person who was born in the God realm is, oh, I've landed in the God realm, oh my God, all this pleasure, what am I going to do? I'm doomed. <laughs> Not, not every single one of them. Just like not every single human being is necessarily uh, you know, religious or, or spiritual. Mm. But it's supposed to be the best place to be. Mm. So in the same way, you can have gods who are practicing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever you read a sutra, uh, look at the audience. Look at the, what do you call that? The, the guest list. <laughs> every sutra has a guest list. <laughs> Who attended the Brahma came with 3,000 guests and Indra came with 7,000. I'm underestimating the number. They really say like 13 million. <laughs> Retinue of 13 million. Retinue of 700,000. <laughs> even, even the demigods also sometimes they attend the, the teachings of the Buddha. So it, it doesn't mean that just because you're born in, a, in one of those realms you're doomed until that if you have one trillion eon <laughs> of your lifespan that means that one trillion eon is wasted completely you have to wait until you come out of it no you can you can you can be if you made the dedication and you were born in that in that realm something within you will on something within you will awaken will will will, will uh, spur you to take on the path and while you're in that realm you will you will use whatever Capacity you have that you're naturally born with to use to help you in your in your path. So taking rebirth, where the dharma is present. Yeah, that's that's what you really want to to, to, to make a dedication. Where 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 well, I can pr- still practice the dharma. That's what you want to be born. If, it's, if if human beings for some reason there's some despotic person who has power take over the planet and say okay no more religion everywhere. No more spirituality anywhere, mm-hmm. and then you can't practice spirituality anymore. Then you don't want to be one of the human at that time. And if the practicing is somehow in in a, in the demigods, that's where there's a little group of people who are practicing them. Are you want to be one there? Mm-hmm. Are there uh, individuals in the in the god or demigod uh, realm that actually can come back to help you? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 where you have various religions uh, or the various cults. Like, like I said, one 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 uh, possible explanation would be like someone who is in trouble and somehow gets the attention of one of those gods or demigods and that demigod or god feel pity for that person and helps that person and that person starts a religion uh, for, for that god and, and may, it may end up being that that god only helped that one person and the other person wants that god to help them also but they never get that help but that religion is still there because that one person will help I'm saying just possible explanation <laughs> okay more on the wheel of life uh, <laughs> next time uh, stay tuned <laughs> okay so now we're going to do the both the Tibetan in English page 16 